When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dare to Self Care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. It's Jen. I don't know why I always say that. I just feel like I'm used to my YouTube intros and I'm like, if you're new here, I'm Jen, <laughs> but I guess I can do a little intro if you're new. Why not? I'm Jen. I focus on all things health, wellness, self-care while living in New York City. I'm obviously the host of this podcast, and I also have a YouTube channel, Jen Lauren. Shameless plug, go over there and subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. <laughs> all right, well, let's hop into what was in alignment and out of alignment for us this week. As always, you guys reflect on your weeks, and I'm going to give you a little recap and reflection on mine and I have to say I'm recording under my blanket again and I'm loving it because I'm kind of chilly today this is definitely a nice little cozy vibe I'm really gonna enjoy podcasting in the winter (laughs) okay let's go so little disclaimer I don't think you can hear it but my throat really hurts because I don't smoke weed often but when I do (laughs) I had like two hits of a joint last night and it just, I have the worst throat, honestly. I lose my voice, my voice super easily and my throat just always hurts after like one hit of a joint. It's crazy. So my throat kind of hurts and if it sounds a little raspier, that's why. So what was in alignment for me this week other than having a hit of a joint last night (laughs) was I started my apartment hunt in New York City. So I've been in New York for two years now or oh three years the first year I lived with my roommate and then the last two years of my lease I've been in a studio apartment and in both apartments I've been on the same avenue or sorry the same street on 34th street so I've been in Murray Hill for three years now and I'm so excited to not only move in with my boyfriend but to also be in a different area and like I love change so I'm just excited for This whole new chapter, living with Ethan, being in a new area, it's really exciting. And we started the search this weekend. So it was really fun because I just had the best weekend exploring so many new areas of the city that we don't usually go to and biking around the city. We're very open. We want to be downtown somewhere. But with that said, like many areas downtown are okay with us. So we are We were like biking all over the city, looking at all of the open houses this weekend, trying to get a feel for what we do and don't want. It's slightly too early. I mean, really the people who are going to get the apartments right now are August 1st move-ins and we're September 1 move-in. So it's slightly early, but we needed to get a better idea of what we wanted. But things are going so quickly. I mean, there is nothing like apartment hunting in New York City. It's like... If you like something, you better put your deposit down that day. So it's really crazy. But nonetheless, we had such a fun time just biking around. We biked up the entire west side all the way from Battery Park up to Chelsea. And it's just so beautiful and clean over there. So it was refreshing. And I vlogged our experience this weekend. So if you are interested in apartment hunting in New York City vlogs, definitely check out my channel. Subscribe so you get a notification. Wow, plug number two of the episode and we're only three minutes in. (laughs) But yeah, that vlog should be up like next week. And yeah, it was just nice to like feel like a tourist in your own city and see New York City coming back to life again. And In addition to running all over the place and biking around, we also went out Friday night with friends and like like out out and it wasn't one of those nights where like you spent half your night online and then you 
finally get in. You can't even get a drink at the bar and it's not even fun. No, we had so much fun because I think the key is like going a little earlier. We went out at like 1030 to 1 a.m., which was not only so ideal because I was in bed by 1.30 or by 1 a.m., something like that. So, like, I got a full sleep. But we went early enough where it wasn't a crazy line. It wasn't too crowded yet, but it was, like, just crowded enough. It was so fun. We were dancing with the DJ. I have the funniest pictures. Oh, my God. It was just amazing. I wasn't even upset about being, like, slightly hungover because it was so fun. And I bounced back so quickly the next day. We ran around the city apartment hunting. So it was just such a New York City fun weekend and I think it was much needed so I had the best time and one more like in alignment thing from during the week was I've been loving working at a coffee shop it is life-changing I focused one million times more you know working from a coffee shop than I do at home there's no distractions you're in an environment where everyone's working around you it's just like it's, I feel inspired. I was editing some of my videos at a coffee shop this week between my workout at Rumble and then I would shower there and work at the coffee shop in between taking the workout and then like going to my shift at 4 p.m. So it was just really, really nice. It was so productive and I loved it. So I'm trying to do that more than working from my apartment. And the key is to go to a coffee shop that's super big and crowded, like Think Coffee, because Not only is there great free Wi-Fi and outlets everywhere because it's really conducive to working, but you can also get away with like not even buying a coffee because it's so big. So I usually do buy a coffee just because I'm an addict. But when I went back for the second time that day, I didn't buy a second coffee. Like no one's really paying attention. It's totally fine. So that was what was in alignment for me this week. And then what was out of alignment was... I worked the night shift from Tuesday to Friday at Rumble this week, which was great. I actually really enjoy that shift, and I wanted to pick up extra shifts this week because usually I only do like three shifts a week, but I want some extra money, so I picked up extra shifts, and it was just hard for me to wake up every morning because I was getting home at 9 p.m., I would eat dinner. I didn't really plan accordingly with dinner. I would try to bring dinner, but it. I just I ended up you know, you're working, you get distracted, and then you realize, okay, I'll just eat when I get home. So I ate at like 9.15 p.m. I wanted to relax and watch a show. So then I would wake up later and I worked out later. And so I just like, you know, waking up, feeling energized and hitting the ground running. But, you know, when you're working the night shift every night, you tend to just like be a little more tired in the morning. But I mean, I do prefer that to working the 6.30 a.m. shift. So you win some, you lose some. some. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I would just say that was what was out of alignment for me this week. I don't like feeling tired every day, but it is what it is. So let's breathe in more of what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. (sighs) Okay, let's introduce our guest of this week. It is Diana Falzerano. She has worked at Flex Studios, SLT, where I met her, and she used to handle marketing of two SoulCycle studios. She currently teaches at Pure Bar Manhasset, Core & Co. LeGray Fitness, and she privately trains clients through her method, Dynamic Fitness, where she specializes in strength and functional movement exercises. She has over five years of experience in bar, Pilates, mat and reformer Pilates, LeGray Fitness, TRX, and HIIT style workouts. You guys, she is such a good instructor. She has so much energy. She teaches the hardest workouts, weighted Pilates on her online studio for Dynamic Fitness. you got to try it out. You guys, I loved this conversation because it's someone else who is just as passionate about workout classes as I am, so obviously I loved it. But we spoke about how to cultivate the perfect morning routine, following your gut, quitting your corporate full-time job to work at SoulCycle and Pure Bar making moves in life that will make you happy despite what others think, what it's like working in the group fitness industry, the correlation between mental health and fitness and how we can change our mindsets around, you know, steering away from aesthetics and more about things like longevity and building strength and feeling your best. And we also talk about tips for walking into a workout studio for the first time without feeling intimidating and I mean, intimidated and getting past those insecurities when taking a workout class for the first time. So 
we really dive in deep into the industry and so much else. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I know I really enjoyed recording it. I mean, it just flowed so seamlessly. And I will just ask you, lastly, before we dive into the episode, to please, please leave a review. I will feature you probably on the review of the week this week. I just love reading them so much, and they really help us on the Apple charts and getting more guests on the podcast. So please leave us a review and a five-star rating and enjoy the episode. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have you. Before we dive into everything, can you please let us know your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success? I would say I, I kind of have two. I would say Give my, us two. <laughs> two. So the two things that I wake up with, um, my water with lemon and my coffee right in the morning, and then just walks on the beach. I live in Long Beach, so just taking walks on the beach, whether it's listening to a podcast or by myself listening to nothing those are two of my top faves I love that sometimes it's like the simplest things I agree my morning time with my coffee is like precious time like no one can reach me yet nothing has happened in the day yet so I completely agree with that yeah it's definitely a difference when you're just up when like no one else is up and it's the first few moments by yourself like as your day started so definitely precious moments yeah what time do you usually wake up it all depends. Most days I do have a client or a class at 6 a.m. or 6.15. So for the most part, I'm up around like 5.30. But then on Saturday, I don't start till 7.30. So I get to sleep in a little bit more. But for most days, Monday through Friday, it's about like 5.30. Is your body like yeah. totally adjusted to that? Were you always a morning person? No, like when I worked before I was in fitness and I worked in the city, I remember my train into the city was 756. And that was a struggle to get the train then. I think because I just wasn't happy at my job. So I would mm-hmm. literally get out of bed at 730 and get ready. I lived really close to the train station. But now I'm like, I think it's because I enjoy more of what I do. I get up, I'll probably hit snooze once. And then I just get out of bed because I think I enjoy where I'm going. But I wasn't always a morning person. Definitely came in time. Yeah, I'm curious about that because I have been in like this corporate life and I know we'll get into this a little bit. But now Mm -hmm. one of my part-time jobs is working the Rumble front desk and like some of the shifts Mm -hmm. are at 6.30 a.m. And I'm trying to wake up early enough where I can still have my little morning routine, obviously a shortened version of it. But Mm -hmm. I don't want to like just roll out of bed and get there because then I feel like when my shift is done at 12, I'm done for the day and I'm going to like my whole day is shot and I'm going to go home and like just sit on the couch all day and not continue my day unless I like wake up with the mentality that like, okay, we're still going to meditate. We're still going to like get some things in so that I can like go on with my day. So on your Mm -hmm. earliest of mornings, do you do that same thing that you used to do, like roll out of bed? Or do you try to like have some morning time for the same reason? I do try to have some morning time. So my, my morning routine, I've tried the meditating in the morning and the journaling. I, I like to meditate more like midday when Mm -hmm. I'm feeling stressed or kind of more towards the end of the night, especially if that week, for some reason, I'm just more stressed than ever. The journaling, I'm just going to be totally honest. I just like forget about it all the time. So I have like the five minute journal where it's like, wake up what you're grateful for, how you ended the day. And I just forget about it. So the two things that I do no matter what is my morning water, I put liquid probiotic in it and my lemon and then my coffee. And then I make sure that I'm not just going like one thing to the next and then I got to get ready for class. I make sure that I definitely do have time to slowly get ready and move about my day, get my body waking up and even like my voice if I'm going to be teaching. And then after I teach that class, then it's usually I'll take my dog for a walk on the beach. And then after that, I'll like start my clients or start my day. So it's definitely not roll out of bed anymore because then same thing, like if I get to the studio and 
I'm getting there, you know, 15 minutes before class starts. I feel so disheveled. I feel like I just woke yeah. up. I, I, my body and my mind needs to be going before I'm like starting a class. So definitely leave myself more time now than I did. So are you back in studio? We are. We have been open on Long Island. I, I don't remember specifically what month we reopened. Maybe it was December or so. I could be totally wrong. It might be like October. We opened oh, wow. a long time before the city. Yeah. So we closed in March. And then I believe we were closed all through, I think it was post-summer that we reopened. So I'm still at Pure Bar, and now I'm at a new Megaformer studio that's right in Rockville Center, so it's close to Long Beach. But then from home, I'm still virtually training clients, and then I'm teaching virtual Pilates or strength classes. So kind of a little bit of everything, but studio-wise, we've been open for a good amount of time right now. Doesn't it feel so good to like have somewhere to go after just like waking up and having to get on Zoom for so long? Doesn't it feel so good to just like have a destination and like have a studio and feel the energy of the place? Yeah. And also to have your home not be like your office and Mm -hmm. a studio for me and where I'm sleeping and where I'm eating dinner. Like I live in an apartment. It's not like I'm in this huge house. So our kitchen leads into our living room. And most of the time, like I would be here, my boyfriend would be on the couch, maybe he's in the bedroom. So it's nice to have different spots for each thing and to leave your house. It gets you more of a structure. I do have days where everything's virtual and I really like that. And then I have days where maybe I'm hitting a few studios or I'm going to do a few things, but the balance of the two is really great. Yeah, because then you can, like, appreciate the days at home more, too, instead of just having to, like, be on it at all times when nothing's changing and you're just at home. I can't imagine, like, teaching a class online and having to – You, I feel like you almost have to have more energy virtually because there you don't have, like, the studio yeah. and the vibe and the, and the community on your side. It's like you have to get them through the workout through a screen. That's really tough. And when you are teaching, before I start, I'm always asking, can you hear me on the mic? Can you hear the music? And, you know, you hope the lighting's good, but I'll record it. And then sometimes afterwards, I'm like, oh, the music wasn't loud enough or my mic kept going out. So once you start, you're just hoping that people enjoy it. And I mute everybody when I start teaching because it's just flowing from one thing to the next. So again, just once you start, you're hoping, okay, hope everything stays on. My internet doesn't go down. Like, I don't know, my computer doesn't die, anything like that. But it's been really awesome in a sense though to teach from home because I never would have done that pre-COVID. I wasn't doing anything like that. So now again, the balance of the two is awesome. And some people that take my class virtual also take my class in the studio. So it's kind of nice to, to do both of them with a few people. Yeah, that's awesome. So I want to take a step back for a minute just for people who are listening in and have no idea your story or anything. So I want to talk about like how you got here. I think it's obvious that you train at multiple different studios. You're you're an instructor. <laughs> but did you always love fitness? Like what made you want to become a trainer? Let's let's get into that. Mm-hmm. So I I was always an athlete growing up I played field hockey softball I swam I did volleyball like a little bit of everything always played throughout when I was little until I was in college I played club field hockey for like a year and also when I was growing up I did go to the gym so I was always an active child always active as I got older and then I graduated from college with a degree in public relations and marketing I always at first I always wanted to do fashion PR And it was just so hard to find a job in fashion PR. So after that, I got into social media management, which now is a job that most people do know. I'm sure there's even a social media manager degree that you can get or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But it was fairly new then. I worked at a startup and I would handle companies, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, email marketing, the contests that they were doing on those social platforms. And Instagram was not like it was now. It was videos and photos. That was the most, like when I personally worked there. Um, Vine was kind of out at the time, which is like a little bit older. 
And Pinterest was really big too then and Twitter, which is, it still is. But so I was working in that for about three years in the city, commuting from home though. And after class, I would go, not after class, after work, I would go to <laughs> classes. So SoulCycle was around, um, I, I always just remember SoulCycle because I went so much, but Boutique Fitness was just kind of starting at this time. Like maybe there were eight to 10 SoulCycles. Yeah, I think SoulCycle was like the main workout class at the time. And then there were like a few smaller classes, but I feel like SoulCycle really made like group fitness cool. Yes, they were definitely the catalyst for this idea of you can go to a studio for just one thing as opposed mm -hmm. to a big box gym. And I was still going to the gym at home at the time, but I went to Seoul. I loved it. And I liked my job, but similar to the podcast that you put out about your experience, I just always had this like gut feeling that sitting at a desk nine to five wasn't for me. I wanted an odd schedule. I wanted to like work mornings and have afternoons open and then like do whatever at night. I just, I just wasn't happy where I was. I was good with what I did because I'm never going to half-ass anything. Even if I don't enjoy it, I'm going to give it all I've got. But when I started to go to Seoul and I saw that these managers, it was just such a fun environment. And I learned like the front desk position, the managers were full-time. I was thinking, I would love to do that. I would love to open a studio and just work out and meet all these people. So I just kind of started researching all different studios. And I was living on Long Island at the time with my parents in Seaford. And I found Pure Bar in Manhasset. They were hiring a front desk girl. So I applied. I literally, I never had taken Pure Bar ever. So that day I was at work, like applying to things that day after work, I took a class in the city. And then I think my interview was like the next day. And I took it very serious because even though I was going from like corporate to front desk, I was still being like a professional. I really wanted this. I wanted to get out of my nine to five. So I went and met them and I got the job. And instead of making it like a side hustle out of my nine to five. I was just like, no, I'm leaving nine to five. I, I couldn't even think of doing it anymore. I don't know. I just, I knew it was the right feeling and I'm a very follow your gut. And once I get the feeling something is wrong or I need to leave it, I have like, I have to get out and I need to make a plan to get out. So I got that job and I would do that and then I would like nanny on the side. I was bartending, doing like a few different of odd end jobs. But then after front desk, I moved to instructor there. Then SLT was up the block. So I became an instructor there. Then I got my personal training certification. So from that one job, everything else kind of grew. And I tried all different positions. I've tried front desk positions. I actually was a manager at SoulCycle on Long Island for a little bit. And I was always teaching on the side. But now I'm just full-time teaching and full-time training and also running my own business as well. So, it def I mean, I have now been doing this for six and a half years. So it took time, a lot of time to get here. But yeah, that was, that was the journey along the way. <laughs> so obviously our stories are pretty aligned. I want to talk a yeah. little about like – your decision. So obviously it makes sense to me. Like you had a gut feeling, you wanted to leave, you wanted flexibility, freedom. Like everyone knows I understand that, but that's a mm -hmm. big decision. Like I, I totally get when your gut tells you something you go, cause that's how I am. But can we just like talk a bit more about, it's not an e easy decision. Like, did you have to, did you struggle with like explaining this to your parents or friends or like, what was that decision like for you? Was it emotional or hard at all? Did you have any limiting beliefs? Or were you totally just like, I don't care. I want to work the front desk. Like, what was that like for you? I, for a, I would say for the last six months or so that I was at my job, I knew that it wasn't going to be a long time job. And again, I loved I loved what I did. I loved the people I worked with. It just wasn't for me for my future. Like it was an awesome job. We have great experiences. I just personally didn't want that to be my career anymore. And so my parents saw that I was upset and didn't like my job. Like sometimes I would cry before I got on the train. I was like dreading it. And 
my dad is an entrepreneur and he was kind of just like, just quit. Like, if you're not happy, just quit. You can always find a job. Where I feel like my mom was a little more like, I don't know, figure it out. But once they kept seeing how upset I was, my dad was like, you're a hustler. You'll find another way to make money. Like if you are taking a train to the city every day, just quit. You'll figure something out. And But I wanted something lined up before I did that. And I don't know, at first, kind of like how you felt. I Yes, I was like, okay, I'm going from this college degree full time to now just like working at a front desk and figuring it out. And at first I would say it was hard to explain to people when I'm out, well, what do you do? I work front desk at a studio or something. But then a lot of my friends were like, she quit her full-time job to follow her passion. So they were really supportive of it. And then I think over time, I was like, yeah, I, I felt really proud of myself for doing it and that it's worked out this long. And yes, in the beginning, I had to do things that maybe I didn't want to do, such as like bartending on certain nights or nannying in, in between my shifts. And I was living at home. So I did have a little bit of that financial freedom. You know, I wasn't paying rent. I had minimal bills. But I still always worked as if I was, say, like living out. I'd never just, I always hustled no matter what. I went from a 40-hour work week and I tried to work as much as I can with part-time jobs after that too. But no, I just feel like once you know it's in your gut that it's the right decision and then you do it and that sigh of relief you feel at first, from then on, you just know it was the right decision. And my friends will still say to me, I remember the day like we sat down and you said you were leaving your job and look at you now. And I'm like, yeah. And it's always nice to get that from people because, you know, you, you second guess yourself all the time. So I would say everyone was really supportive, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's all about perspective. Like, it's funny, the difference between being like insecure, like, yeah, I quit to work the front desk and then. But at the same token, oh, she quit her nine to five to follow her passions. Like it's truly exactly all about perspective. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. But also, what were your passions and your dreams? Like when you quit, it sounds like you were just like, I know I want more freedom. And that's that's like what I took from it. But was there a specific goal in mind yet? Or did that come later where you were like, oh, I kind of want to become a trainer? Like what when did that dream or passion come about for you? Was it before or after you quit? I would say when when I quit, I was thinking more of like the management side of the studios. I was thinking either A, I want to manage a studio or B, I would love to open my own. But I didn't know at the time if I was definitely going to be an instructor or not. And because I'm so type A, like my planner is literally like everything. So I liked that whole um, more schedule side of a manager. Mm -hmm. Like you knew exactly what you had to do and what needed to be get, get done. And so that was really a goal of mine at first. And then little by little, especially I once I passed bar because I love taking bar so much and started teaching there, then I feel like it just opened my eyes to maybe I should go more of the teacher trainer route. And I was looking into opening space probably about a year before COVID happened where I would own it. I wanted to like bring all different instructors in that taught different stuff on Long Island and open a studio, but then COVID did happen. And who knows, maybe that will happen again in the future. But at first I was definitely thinking more of a, I would love to manage and specifically SoulCycle. I was like, I want to work front desk there and eventually managed there. I just loved the whole energy when you were there. But then it, it just switched. Then when I started teaching and like the clients, the energy with them and seeing them progress, it's just so much fun. Especially when I was at SLT and you could make your own playlist. It, I mean, even six years in now, it never gets boring. There's always a way to be creative and change it up. So I mean, I completely get it because my passion is for the workout class environment as well. Like there is just something about being in the studio. I was saying to people, I'm like, I know like, sure, yes, I'm getting a front desk job because like I do need a part time job and I want a job where I don't have to take work home with me and be anxious about it mm -hmm. and be stalking my email. But like 
I also love, like, since I was younger, I wanted to work. Like, since I started taking soul cycle classes and stuff, I'm like you. I just, like, wanted to be one of those girls that was constantly in that environment. And, like, you, you, like, make people's day. Like, I loved being in that environment. I loved talking to the people that worked there. So I also, mm-hmm. I find it fun to just, like, be in an environment where the other trainers, the other people that work there also have that sense of like I hate the nine to five I want to be creative and like everyone's doing their own thing and it's just like refreshing to be surrounded by people like that mm-hmm. so I I totally get that and that was another big thing with my other job was the anxiety of when you left work and even when I was on my train going in, I was like looking at my emails. I was putting up an Instagram post for a client. I was doing the same thing coming home. And then, I mean, I would take a seven o'clock train in. I would get home at 7 p.m. at night. I'd work out, sleep for a few. And then like, you just felt like you were literally in the rat race Monday through Friday, just grinding it out. And there was no like personal happiness that was really growing. I don't know. And then when I, same thing in the studios, so it's like I felt like I was just having a great time with my friends the whole time I worked there. It was so much fun. And the clients at Soul when I was there was all about the hospitality. So you literally make those clients days every single day you're coming in. And everyone did have a side job. There's a lot of people who were acting on the side, who were dancing on the side. I think that was a type of environment that it was very welcoming to, I don't know, like be yourself outside of here as well. So I really love that. Yeah, I agree with that because obviously I have this podcast, I have a YouTube channel, and I was always a bit insecure about it in the workplace. Like, not mm-hmm. that I was embarrassed. I just almost was like, am I allowed to be doing this? Like, I just, I felt like everyone else's entire life was PR or music or whatever I was doing at the time. And like, it almost felt wrong that I wanted to do other things. It was almost like a hint I felt like it was a hint to people that like I this wasn't my goal and my full on passion where I was working. Right. I I kind of lucked out where when I when I spoke to my current company, they wanted to keep me on part time on just workout classes and were totally mm-hmm. accepting of everything I'm doing and like know that my passion lies in workout classes. So now it's it's cool cuz I'm like you where I still kind of want some of that business side. So it's similar mm-hmm. where like you work in the workout class, but you're also like similar to how you wanted to manage. I'm still doing PR. So there's a, I'm very aligned with everything you're talking about here. When I listened to your episode, I mean, I messaged you afterwards. I was like, oh my God, this is literally what, what like happened to me. And the same way that you were like, yeah, I'm going to go work a front desk. And that's what makes me happy. Cause that's how I felt too. Like I was like, yes, I'm going from a salary to a front desk, but I don't care. Like, you know, happiness is so underrated. We just think you have to do this because this is what society is. But if you want to work five part times in different passions, because that's what makes you happy and you can still live your life and pay your bills and, you know, be smart about it. I just say go for it. And I think when you are happier in whatever you're doing, you will make more money because like you're down to work more and you're down to like, right do more with your side hustles because you have the more time and energy and you're just happier. So I'm Mm -hmm. not saying right away you're going to make, you know, as much money as your salary job, but I just think the happier you are, like the better work you're going to do. And the more, like I would be super irritable when I went home to see my parents just because I wasn't happy and I had the worst week stressed Mm -hmm. about work and I was like dreading next week having to go back to work. So it's, it's just nice to also sometimes like the full-time nine to five is what makes people happy and that's great. But I think the message here is just like figure out what makes you happy. And I didn't want to waste another week doing something just because I felt like I should be when I'm on like week two of this new life and I'm already feeling so much lighter, (laughs) even though like I need to be a little tighter on my budget, but I'm still just so so much happier and lighter. And I'm like you where it was like, oh, you're going to work at the front desk and people just assume you were doing it because you had to make money. 
like I should mm-hmm. really love it. And I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. And it's, and it, again, it's let, it's less stress. So you can focus on your passion or your other passion projects and just, yeah, as you're happier, more things will start to come your way and it completely changes it. And yeah, my friends who love their nine to five, I'm like, that's awesome for you. I just didn't have that where I was. If yeah. you know, that's amazing. And not everyone has to be an entrepreneur and do all these things. If you find the one thing you love, like you're really lucky no matter what it is. So. Yeah. By the way, I wish I loved, (laughs) I wish I loved a nine to five. It'd be so much easier. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. um, But like with all of that being said, obviously there's also struggles that come with, you know, being in charge of your own schedule and keeping track of all your different studios that you work at and being an entrepreneur and having your own thing. So there's obviously like, a lot of stress that comes with that as well. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. like, how do you best cope with that stress? And obviously, we're both people that sort of thrive in like the chaos of doing a bunch of different things at once. And like, we're organized mm-hmm. people, so we can keep it together. But how do you yeah. use self care to like cope with the stress that comes with that? And maybe like, what's your biggest stressor or struggle working for yourself? So even though I am very organized with my time, I still am learning how to time management myself because like at first I remember I was probably working every single day. And even now I only have one full day off a week, but then if all of a sudden a client needs that day, I will most of the time say yes now, but then I will feel it that week that I am so drained. So definitely the time management is one of the biggest struggles for myself because I'm the one doing it all. I'm the one virtually training, playlisting, programming, figuring things out with brands and whatnot. I did recently hire two girls to help me with some stuff. So that's been really nice, but I would say time management for sure is my biggest I'm literally like looking at my agenda right next to me that's kind of like (laughs) like the days that are more packed than others I'm like time management for sure and yeah in terms of when I am stressed a lot of the time it's either listening to a podcast and the podcasts I listen to have nothing to do with like fitness or working out, they'll be either like yours is self care. So there's all these different people. But then I also love, um, like I love a crime junkies podcast. I love Dak Shepard's podcast. So it's things I ha- I listen to a Sex in the City podcast. So it's things that have nothing to really do with like my physical work. It makes my brain kind of relax for a bit and kind of just like crack up as a podcast. As I'm walking by myself, people probably. <laughs> They're like, what the heck is going on there? <laughs> but a lot of the time, it's just a podcast listening to myself. I'll go for a walk, and sometimes I bring my phone if I'm obviously listening to something. But I try to disconnect from, like, no emails during this walk, no texting during this walk. And I don't know, that really helps. And even the other – I think it was yesterday – my morning was really packed and then I knew I had some things later on in the day. So I took an hour and I just sat outside and I was like, for this hour, don't look at your phone because especially now during my midday block, you know, I can answer emails and that is my time for playlisting and programming, but I also just worked a whole morning and I do have things at night. So I need to really block out that time to just like de-stress my mind and maybe it's, watching friends for an hour or something, something that has nothing to do with the fitness world. So most of the time it's, I'll just go for a walk, listen to a podcast is like nothing to do with what I do in a sense. Um, or kind of just like put my phone away, disconnect from any type of work for like a full hour. Yeah. So my mind can relax a bit. I'm curious as you're talking about like disconnecting from fitness, the -hmm. fact that you work and teach and like hold space for other people and their fitness journeys all day long, do you find that that Mm -hmm. motivates you to work out and like focus on your own health? Or do you Mm -hmm. find sometimes that like you don't even want to work out because you're, you just need your mind to be on something else? I feel like it motivates me even more actually, especially after I, like if I'm virtually training somebody and 
I'm like, oh, this program is so good. Like, I can't wait to work out and like feel good too. So I do feel like it does motivate me more. But now with my workouts in the past, I was kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go to a class today. Now I really look at when are my workouts this week? I'm kind of scheduling them in. Like I schedule a podcast like this, or I schedule a virtual client. So I know exactly, I have my own personal trainer as well. So I go to him two times a week and that's kind of nice. I didn't want to write my own programs. I'm like, yes, I'm a trainer, but I want my own trainer because that's another way to kind of disconnect in the sense I go and I'm like, you tell me what to do now. So I think it's better in that way that I'm not doing that yeah. for myself. I am hiring somebody. Um, but I'll, so I'll go to him twice a week and then I usually take a class like two or three times a week and I will have to have those in just like I have my own sessions. But no, I, I do feel like it motivates me more. And the Pilates classes that I do, I physically do them. So that's a workout in itself when I'm teaching as well. The physicalness can get a lot if say I'm doing like three lives in one week or something like that. It's more that sometimes my brain just needs to shut off for a second. And that's just with any job. Like I'm answering emails in the day, then I'm programming, then I'm thinking of this client, then I'm thinking of that client. So I'm like, I just need an hour where I'm listening to something that has nothing to do with fitness. So I could just take a break and then I could come back and be better than I was this morning. Like totally. Like and sorry, what were you going to say? Because I cut you off. <laughs> no, I was going to say I like that you mentioned like, oh, my client felt so good. I want to feel that good too. I really like mm-hmm. that you said like feeling good rather than I feel like some a lot of people are still stuck in this like correlating fitness with appearance. And obviously you look good, you feel good. And like I'm not saying that's not a proponent of fitness, but mm-hmm. for me like the more I, well, not the more I work out, because there is an extent, there's a limit, but like when I work out, <laughs> I feel mentally so good. And it's just like moving the energy through your body instead of, as opposed to like sitting down the entire day, there's just such a shift. And like endorphins are a natural anxiety relief medication, honestly. So I would love mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts on like, movement is medicine and like the correlation between mental health and fitness rather than just working out like for to look good in a bikini let's say yeah because I would say when I first started in fitness that was kind and not even just started instructing wise like like when I was younger and took workout classes, I was definitely more of the aesthetic mentality I want the six pack I want. Yeah, I think everyone like gets into fitness for that and then they discover mm-hmm. it so much more because they realize yeah. what a physical shift you get from it and a mental shift. Mm-hmm. And and with my clients, we – I will say like for there, – there are certain clients where, you know, I want to lose these amount of pounds. I don't like this part of my body, but I'm always like, okay, first off, do you have an injuries? Do you feel good when you're doing it? I try my best to, if they're saying those things, I'll be like, okay, but you worked out this many times a week. As long as you're not, as long as your body is feeling good every single time that you're doing it, we can't just be focusing on like the backs of my arms don't look great. You have to be working your whole body and you're lucky that you get to work out this much and you get to feel good while you're doing it. It, Do I ever, I don't really have a lot of clients that are saying that go more the aesthetic route because I think I discuss with them so much about feeling good, about having proper form and making sure that you don't hurt yourself while you're doing it along the way. And because as a trainer myself, I'm not like that either or you know, at least anymore, like maybe in, like, as we're saying, as we were younger, we thought more of like the aesthetic side and my body, I've always felt like in the fitness world, especially being Pilates, Pilates has such a body type, like right away when you think of it, it's like tall, skinny. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. most of the time. What like blonde. Think. And I was never, <laughs> yes. And I was never that Pilates body. Like I'm bigger built. I have like broad shoulders. Like I've just always been a more athletic type. So even when I was teaching or I was taking, I felt insecure going into studios 
And even just as I was working out, even at specifically like at photo shoots, because I just knew, okay, that's not my body type and it's never going to be my body type. And I want my clients to know that too. Like, yes, you can have goals in a sense, but just also be proud of the fact that you're able to be doing this workout, that you're getting stronger. Like, are we lifting more weight than we did the last time? Are you able to do this move without support and you're able to do it on your own? Um, just having those constant conversations. And while we are training, if they do say something as more like the aesthetic route, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Like, well, why do you feel that way? Or I'll always constantly remind them, well, remember last time we did this, you weren't able to do this without the block underneath your knee. Mm -hmm. Or last time you did it with eight pounds and now you're doing it with 20 pounds. I feel like push-ups is always the big thing where they're like, oh my God, I can finally do push-ups, certain things like that. So I don't know, just having the constant conversation with my clients, I think it's not going to be overnight. It's little by little, because even myself, I, it took years to feel good when I went into a Pilates studio. Um, and now I do think of it more like, I'm not going to think about the way my body's looking while I'm in class. I'm going to think like, wow, did I stay in this move the whole minute that we were in it? Rather than, you know, am I wearing a crop top with a six pack? Um, so I think as long as like I'm portraying those things, they're going to feel comfortable with that as well. And I think people know that when they sign up with me to train them, I am not like, I'm like, yeah, it's the weekend. You can go have like cocktails on Saturday. You don't have to feel bad about it. Like I am all about, I don't love the word balance, but I'm, I'm all about the balance of the two. So as long as I'm portraying it, I just think it's a reflection of what, they they see from me too yeah and that's actually why I love (laughs) studios like Y7 and Solid Core because it's dark lighting so like for Y7 it's candlelit and there's no mirrors so you're not staring like when you're in a yoga position at like you could be the skinniest person and you're still going to like your skin's going to roll over when you're in a certain yoga position. But when you're Mm -hmm. in like a dark room, you can just focus on how you're feeling and the stretch and everything and not worry about any of that. So that's like a little pro tip. If you are, you know, first starting out insecure, go to these studios that have dark lighting. It really helps. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you just have to, and at first, yes, you may be a little nervous or feel those type of way. Like we all have insecurities, but it's if you're going to let those insecurities overtake you going to a fitness class or feeling good while you're in it. Um, I think it just comes with time that you realize, like, who the hell cares if, yeah, I have this little role while I'm sitting. Again, everybody does. So... And I do think fitness, the industry, 100% is changing more to functional fitness, like feeling good while you're doing the workout, understanding why like we're doing this squat because you've moved through a squat throughout your whole life. So I do think it's becoming more functional fitness and understanding why and injury prevention rather, again, than just that aesthetic look. Yes, if you're a bodybuilder or something, you are going to need that aesthetic aspect if you're doing a show. And I get that. It's not like we all have to be one way or the other. But I think for the general population, you want them to feel good. No one wants to feel bad when they're working out because of, yes, your endorphins. You should be feeling happy afterwards, not sad afterwards. Like if I have a bad day, like a lot of time I don't work out Saturday, Sunday because I teach on Saturdays and I'm usually off Sunday. So until like I get my Monday workout and if I'm feeling down, the second I do my workout, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much better than I did. So it can completely change your day. Yeah, I completely agree. I think most studios, like truly most, like I would say 90% are gearing more towards the messaging of like, do this for your mental health, do this to feel good. And there's I'm seeing way less of that messaging around like summer body and all of that type of stuff which Mm -hmm. is great and I also always say because obviously I review workout classes so like all of my friends will come to me and be like I want this type of class where do I go and whenever people are like I'm so intimidated it looks so intimidating like I don't want to go in the first day blah 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 I'm like first of all everyone has had their first class 
Second of all, there is mm-hmm. always someone in every single class whose first time it is. And third of all, everyone is focused on themselves. Like I could not tell you the last time I was actually looking around the room and judging or thinking about anyone else. I'm focusing on like how much this is hurting my abs and like my own body. And when there is someone new to the class, I don't think twice. Like it's, but people get so insecure about it. Like they don't want the instructor to go over to them, but like no one cares, but we get so in our head. Yes, we are more in our own way. And same, like I would never, whether I'm a client or instructor, I never, I'm never like staring around the room. Yes, as an instructor, I'm looking at people's form, but like as a client wise, like we are so much more in our way. No one is looking at us at the mirror and thinking like, oh my God, her side lunch is wrong or something like that. (laughs) You know, they have no idea. Um, So it's definitely that we're in our own way. And I And yes, I do think most studios are going the different route of messaging and just for working out for a longevity, like at 80 years old, are you still able to get off your chair comfortably? Like you have to think of those things too. It's not just for right now, but for the future as well. I love that. I love that because Mm -hmm. it is so much more than right now. The more you strengthen your body and your mind too, and what you put in your body Mm -hmm. I agree. Like one day you want to be able to like play with your grandkids and like have strong knees because you've been like taking care of your body. So I like that mentality a lot. I feel like that's not spoken about enough. And when my, when I get new clients and even, I feel like I talk about regressions or modifications, like everyone loves different terms, but I constantly in my class am saying the regression you can take. Okay, if we're doing push-ups on the toes, you need to do your knees, do that. And you could be a person that has taken my class a hundred times and maybe that day your body is just really sore or you just had a bad day and you want to move your body, but you can't do the hardest thing every time. I'm like constantly saying that when I'm teaching because even me, myself, I'll go take on, say, the mega, and I'm like, oh, I got to drop to my knees for this one. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm an instructor. I'm dropping to me, my knees. But I'm like, no, I got to just drop to my knees today. Like, So it's also just listen to how you feel then and don't judge yourself, whether it's your first time, your 100th class, you've been doing this for years. Like Maybe just that day you need the lesser lesser version. I, I don't know. I I'm just always reminding people that to just not judge yourself when you're working out. I love that because I have (laughs) been there. I'm like, I'm so sore that I can barely do anything on this mega former today. But it's like, I almost wish everyone knew. And like, I wish the instructor knew that it's because I took a class yesterday and I'm so sore. And like, (laughs) why do I care? Like, it's just right. You're there working out. That's the, like getting there to work out is a big step. And then just, Again, if you need a break, like take a break. Yeah, and why am I going to hurt myself to like impress the stranger next to me that I'll never see again? It's just so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get into the ending segment, fun facts and favorites. And we'll start with what is your personal favorite workout to do for you? If you're going to take a workout class, what is your go-to? I do love Pilates and all, but like, if I'm taking something I don't teach, I love a good hit class. Something with like strength and hit where I'm just like sweating a whole bunch and lifting weights. <laughs> oh my God. Have you taken when Tatiana Lampa was still in the city? Have you taken her hit house or fit house class? Yes. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> Killer. Yeah. With like things like that where you're just like literally moving the entire time. And then after the 45 minutes, you're like, what the heck did I just do? But yep. I feel great. <laughs> and you have no time yeah. to think about it because it's just so fast paced. Yeah. Right. It just goes one to the next. And that's so different than when I teach that I just, I love that sweat component as well. So that's yeah. definitely one of my faves. Have you ever taken F45? Because I haven't, but I've heard it's similar and I've heard amazing things. I have. I've taken, I've taken actually a few times because there's like a, there's a lot of locations now, especially when I go to away, I always look up an F45 because they break up their day strength days, cardio days and combo days. And it's the same thing. I love that you go in and the workout's done for you. Don't know what to expect. And it goes pretty fast. In the 45 minutes, I've lifted weights. I've gotten some cardio. I've gotten basically every 
major muscle group. Um, so I love F45. And then I also really, I haven't been back in the city for a workout class, but I loved fitting room in the city. That was one of that. my faves too. Yeah, they do a lot of kettlebell that. work and all the instructors there are really awesome. Yeah, I feel like F45 is slowly turning into Orange Theory with how many locations they have popping up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like not as trendy. Like I feel like Orange Theory and F45, they don't have like that trendy branding. It's just like they have a lot of locations and it's functional and it is what it is. Yeah, and they – I mean every time I go – to F45, like they have such a following. I think because it's, there's so much, a little bit of everything, it's really convenient and it's 45 minutes in and out and then you get a great workout. So yeah, it's definitely, we we just had one open in Long Beach. I have to go back. I haven't been back since they closed during COVID and whatnot, but it is a good workout. Yeah, I'm gonna try F45 soon. Okay, what is yeah, you your favorite it. podcast? I, there's two. I keep saying there's two with everything you're asking me. Great. (laughs) The more the merrier. (laughs) Two that, again, have nothing to do with fitness. I love the Crime Junkies podcast. I'm such like a crime documentary person. So that's one of mine. And then I love Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. He just has, he'll do famous people usually on like a Monday. And then Thursday he brings in an expert from, a certain field and I just love the way he interviews people. I actually went and saw him live at BAM in Brooklyn probably like two years ago or so and that was cool. So yeah, just two that I, I, again, can just like listen to and it's not really work related. It just kind of lets my mind, I don't know, relax for a little bit. Yeah. I need to get more into armchair expert because I've heard him on other podcasts and I love how he speaks so I need to get into his mm-hmm. podcast. I don't know why I haven't yet. So I'm going to look right after this. He's so smart. And he knows the. I mean, I'm sure he researches before people come on, but he knows just like the craziest facts all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's really articulate. So it's really good to listen to him. Yeah, I love hearing him talk. Okay, when do you feel your happiest? I would say when I'm walking on the beach with my dog and my boyfriend and it's just sunny out and I don't know maybe it's a post-workout maybe it's midday but just being outside with the sun shining and yeah with my dog and my boyfriend I love that (laughs) yeah nothing too crazy (laughs) what would be your last meal on earth it would be like a combination. I, I'm like the worst Italian. I love my mom's fried chicken cutlets, but I dip them in ketchup. So I would do like <laughs> her chicken cutlets and like a side of penne al vodka and like a Caesar salad as one whole meal. <laughs> okay, you know what you everything. need to do? You need to dip what? your chicken cutlet in vodka sauce. It is the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. And I'm such a dipper. Like if I go to a restaurant, I'm like, can I have honey mustard, ketchup, little chipotle mayo, like a little bit of everything. I can't just choose one. So yeah. Me too. (laughs) One of my best friends and I, we call ourselves the condiment queens because everywhere we go, we ask for like 10 sides of dips and sauces. I know. It's so true. I don't know. I can't and I can't have anything plain. Like I need to dip it, even if it's like not meant to be dipped. I'm like, no, I need a sauce with this. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I loved this conversation. Anytime I can talk about workout classes and not working nine to five, I'm all in. So I loved this conversation. Where can the people find you? No, this is awesome. So you can find me on Instagram, Di Falzerano. So it's D-I-F-A-L-Z-A-R-A-N-O. And then my website is dynamic-fitness.org. And that's usually on my Instagram. And then I teach at Pure Brown Manhasset or I teach at Core & Co. Legree and Rockville Center. Um, so yeah, a bunch of different places. <laughs> you have to take your, her class if you're in New York because I found – Diana, when I was still living in Long Island and I took her SLT classes and they were killer. You are such a great instructor. (laughs) I took, oh, also I took 
your weighted Pilates class this morning on Dynamic Fitness online, mm-hmm. and it was as close as you could get to being on the Megaformer, and I love how you use the microphone. Like, I felt like I was in a studio. I loved it. Oh, so yeah. everyone go check out Dynamic Fitness and everywhere you can find Diana for workouts. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.